Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Good morning, church family. I just want to start off by saying how much I miss every single one of you and how much I'd rather be with you on this Sunday. But this is how things are and we sold you on. There's just a few announcements from us here at the office. Starting off with this Monday, we're going to be praying as we always do in our Monday night prayer at 8 o'clock. I want to invite you to join us. We're going to be doing something special. Uh, students are going to be praying with students. Young working with young working, families with families. We're going to be praying for our individual districts and the needs of our districts. That's the first thing. The second thing is we've got Bible school coming up and it's going to be uh, an amazing time. I want to just start off by saying how much Bible school has blessed me in my own life um, to be able to um, just, just shine the word of God into my life when I needed it the most. So that's going to be coming up. Please um, check out our social media for the details. And... That's it from our side. Please enjoy the service, enjoy the message, and catch you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our online service. And um, what a joy it is for us to join together around the Word of God. And uh, trust wherever you are that you have a quiet space, whether families together or whether on your own, yeah, that you've got some time to just focus on what God wants to do in our hearts right now. Let's take a moment to pray. Father, we're so thankful for your presence. And so we stand in awe, Lord, of your goodness. We stand in awe of your faithfulness. Oh, Lord, we right now we, we consecrate, consecrate this time to you. I pray for every person listening, watching, I pray that your peace would right now enter every heart in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that as we draw near to you, Lord, that we, sta we stand in wonder and awe, Lord, of even this amazing opportunity that we have to draw near to you as the King of Kings, as the Lord of Lords, as the all-powerful creator of the universe. And this morning we... Humbly come, Lord, and we open our hearts to what you want to do, what you want to say. We ask that your kingdom would come, Lord, in our hearts and through our hearts and through our minds, that in every part of who we are, that your will be done and that your kingdom will come. And we thank you for your presence right now in Jesus' name. We honor you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We, um, yeah, what a privilege to share the word this morning. Thank you for joining us. I want to start with a scripture that you, you may, may have heard before from Matthew chapter 10 and uh, from verse 39. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he says, whoever receives you receives me. Whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. This is the English Standard Version. And the one who receives a righteous person, because he's a righteous person, will receive a righteous person's reward. 
a well-known um, concept that Jesus is talking about. But I want us to spend a bit of time around that this morning. Jesus is saying, um, first he says, he, he who receives Christ, uh, or he receives the, the saint ones, Jesus' saint ones, he who receives us as believers, also receives him. And there's a, there's a powerful dynamic there. But I want to look at what he says secondly, that when we receive, he says, talks about us receiving a prophet, another translation says, in the name of a prophet, or recognizing that he is a prophet, or a righteous man in a similar way. And what he's actually saying, there's a, there's a powerful dynamic here, if we understand how to relate how we, to relate to people according to what God has put in them and who God has made them to be. Now, I remember John Bevere tells the story of when he was a youth pastor. He relates this account in one of his books. And he was speaking to one of the youngsters. And uh, the guy said to him, the boy said to him, uh, you're my buddy, Pastor John. You know, you're my buddy. And we're buddies, right? And then he said to him, it said to him a very profound thing. He said, you have a choice. I can either be your buddy and you will receive a buddy's reward. Or I can, you can relate to me as your pastor, as, your, as a youth pastor, as, your, as a person that is a, as a platform to speak into your life and to minister into your life and, and a, and a, as a saint one from God. And then you will receive that reward. And he said to the, the youngster, that is your choice. You can relate to me whichever way you please. Which reward do you prefer? And uh, the boy actually made a good decision. He says, well, I'd rather go for the youth pastor or the pastor's reward. And the point he was making is that God is saying, Jesus, what Jesus is saying is here is, the way we relate to people around us has a, has a direct effect or direct influence on what we are able to receive from God through that person. So what he's saying is the way we honor somebody and the way we defer to somebody or defer and love them, the way we relate to somebody in a way that honors God, not only positions us to love them better, not only positions us to, to be a blessing to them, but it also positions us to receive the gift of God that he has placed in that person. And I believe this is not only applies to believers. This applies to any person we meet, any person we come across. How do I relate to that person? Am I honoring them? Am I, am I deferring to them? Am I really you know, loving them in a way that honors God? And the question I actually want to ask this morning, in what way are we missing out of a massive blessing? And in what way are we missing out on a, on a reward from God because of the way we relate to people that God brings across our path. Uh, in fact, how do we relate to people in authority in our lives? How do we relate to um, people that are, for instance, in government or our president? How do I relate to him? Even if I don't see him face to face, what is in my heart towards the president or towards the government and things going on? In what, to, in what way am I relating to authority that helps me to love them and honor them in a godly way, but also that unlocks a, a reward from God because of the gift of God that is in a person's life. Let's think of some examples. For instance, your boss at work, maybe a colleague, 
a teacher maybe or a lecturer but this doesn't only re apply to people that are in authority over us also maybe somebody that is in under your authority maybe a, a, a colleague somebody in your class somebody in your a neighbor and I want to you know specifically mention maybe a sibling and even our children to what extent are we really um, receiving uh, the gift that God has put in our children, the blessing that they are to us in the way that we honor them, in the way that we relate to them. Also, I want to also mention thinking about people that, that maybe are from a different background than you are, maybe that different race or culture. I think we often miss out so much of God's blessing and God's reward because we do not receive somebody, receive a person for, for who they are, for who God has created them to be, for the gift that God has placed inside of them. I want to say to us, let's look at the way we relate to people that God brings across our path. And let's trust God to, to honor and to receive somebody in that way that God has, for what God has put in them and who He has made them to be. I want to read a scripture from John chapter 4. Um, this is an account where Jesus is speaking to the Samaritan woman at the well. And uh, he says something really interesting to her, which, is, which touches on this same principle. Let's read from John chapter 4 verse 10. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And it goes on from there, you know, she says, but you don't even have anything to, to you know, to, um, to, you don't have anything to, 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 you know, pull up water from the well. And then the conversation goes on. But what Jesus says here is so crucial. He says the same thing. He said, if you only knew who you were speaking to, the way you approach this whole conversation would be different. The, the, in fact, what if you only knew who you were speaking to, what you would ask would, would be so different. And this morning, I've, I feel God is stirring our hearts to, to consider the way we approach Him, to consider the way we, we think or act or even the way we pray when we approach Him. It's such a challenging thing because in the world out there on media and all the different platforms, there's so many different messages around the person of Jesus Christ, around the person of who God is. I, wanna, I feel God is challenging us in the way that we say, but, he, but what is in our hearts when we speak to Him? Do we, in our prayer and in our worship, do we actually approach Him? who he really is, we actually approach him in a, in a way that honors him and in a way that positions us to receive the blessing that he has for us. Or, or have we become so familiar with God? And have, we, have we in some way been affected by uh, a Jesus of, of the making of the culture, a Jesus that is, more, that is maybe more a comfortable God to, uh, to worship? That this is that is ultimately a God of our own making, and uh, Jesus says to this lady, if she only knew who she was talking to, she wouldn't ask just about water. She would ask for living water. And not only that, 
she would she would ask more important things. She would ask more crucial things of Jesus. Amen. I want us to look at another scripture from uh, Mark, the Gospel of Mark, and um, we see we see a man running up to Jesus. Another account in Luke talks about a, a, a young ruler. So there was somebody that was an authority. And he comes and he kneels before Jesus. And let's read from Mark chapter 10 verse 17. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up, and ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. And then Jesus goes on and he, and he mentions the, some of the law and he says, Have you, you know, he says, I've done all these things. The conversation continues. But what Jesus is in fact saying right at the start here is he's saying to this young man, Are you calling me good as a good teacher or just as a man? Or are you in fact acknowledging that no human is good, but only God is good. In fact, are you actually acknowledging that I am God? Because if you are, in fact, calling me God right now, that is going to have a massive implication for what I'm going to say next to you. If you are acknowledging me as God, and you know, he's kneeling down, so maybe he did have a revelation around that. But if Jesus is basically saying, if you are acknowledging that I am God, that should have a massive implication on how you respond to what I say to you next. Jesus answers the question with the question. He does that a lot. And um, just as a side note, that is a, a wonderful way to, to engage with, with people that have questions about our faith. I was listening to a recording from Ravi Zacharias this week and he had a way to say, you know, if you answer a question, sometimes you answer with a question to take a fang out of the question you've been asked um, and to really get to the heart of the matter. But in this case, Jesus is challenging this young man. He's saying, are you actually saying that I'm God? And if you are saying that, then that should have, a, have an effect, have a massive impact on how you respond to my words to you. And I feel that is what God is stirring in my heart this morning. How are we responding to His presence? How are we responding to His Word? How are we reacting and how are we um, acting when He speaks into our lives and when He speaks into our situation? Um, do we listen to Him merely as a good teacher or as a good man? Do we relate to him often as the world or different religions call Jesus a prophet or a good man or a good teacher. Do we relate to him in that way? Or do we stand in awe of the almighty king of the universe, of the, the most the omnipresent, powerful creator of everything? How do we respond to his presence? How do we respond to his his word. I want to read us a quote from C.S. Lewis. He writes, To have faith in Christ means, of course, trying to do all that he says. There would be no sense in saying you trusted a person 
if you would not take his advice. I want to take it a step further. I want to say, never mind his advice. It would make no sense for us to call Jesus Lord. And if we, if we gave no attention to his words, his decrees, his commands, his commission, it would make no sense. I want to read another scripture uh, from John chapter 14, um, or verse 15. If you love me, Jesus says, you will keep my commandments. That's a tough one right there. But then he goes on, he says, And I will give you, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. But right there he says, Listen, I, I know in your human capacity it's not, you're not able to do my commandments, but I, I'm sending you help. But what he's saying at the beginning, he says, if you love me, that love and that reverence and that understanding of who I am is going to flow over into how you respond to what I tell you to do. And I'm so challenged by how we often relate to God. I'm I'm convicted myself and I look at the world around us and I'm asking, have we relegated the creator king of the universe to a fortune cookie type, make me feel good, motivational speaker, person that I, you know, that I sometimes just want to check in with to get a pep talk when, I'm, when I want to feel better, when I'm discouraged. Is it, have we relegated God to, to someone with, that just kind of encourages us or gives us a pep talk from time to time? I'm challenged by this, guys, and I want to say, are we we still approaching the King of Kings, the Lord of all, in a way that that honors Him? Because He is worthy, amen? He's holy, He's all-powerful, and He's glorious. How do we approach Him? How do we respond to His Word? How do we respond to what He's saying to us? I just want to mention this before I forget, that as I was preparing, I felt the Holy Spirit saying that, convicting me, but also saying there might be others, that God has been speaking to you into your life, maybe specifically towards the beginning of this year, before lockdown. Maybe God has been giving you instructions about things, or you've been praying through something that God is speaking to you about, something, direction that God has given you. And my conviction was, Lord saying, Son, this, this thing doesn't catch me off guard. I wasn't surprised by all of this. My kingdom is still coming. Why is that stuff on hold now? Why, why are you not engaging with me on those things anymore? I want to encourage you. If, if there was something stirring in your heart before all this that happened that we didn't expect, God wasn't caught off guard. Engage with him about that, those things. If he convicted you of something a month ago and, and you haven't taken action, I want to encourage you. Humble yourself, repent, and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Direct my steps. Show me what you what we what you're asking of me. Maybe he was talking to you about some kind of ministry or some kind of a a place where you you're gonna impact your community. Don't put that on ice. Engage with him about that. Stir, allow him to stir your heart, allow him to speak 
into that situation, allow him to direct your steps. Amen. As we do, we approach the King of Kings as the one that is the commander of the armies. Do we worship and adore him in a, in, in a way that we still stand in awe, in a way that we are ready to run with his word, ready to run with his commission, ready to spring into action at his word? One of the most amazing things to me about God is that every, even, even, <laughs> you know, you know when you're in nature sometimes or you're in a situation where you're in awe of something that you see, it's like, wow, you're stunned, you're amazed. You know, when we seek God and we enter into his presence, he is so big, he is so glorious, he is so wonderful that we can have those moments with God where we see something new, we stand in awe, and we are amazed. Not only every single day, I'd, I'd want to say some, several times a day for the rest of eternity, and we would still be able to see something new. And we would still be able to, to be amazed by Him, to be awestruck by Him. How do we respond to Him? How do we approach Him? What is our expectation as we draw near to Him, as we pray? So as we close, I'm, I'm asking this. Are we missing out on the blessing of God through people around us, by the way we relate to people? Are we missing out on a, on a reward from God? How are we able to love people better? How are we able to receive people in a way that honors God? In a way that not only helps us to honor God and love them better, but also in a way that positions us to receive that reward, to receive that gift that is in that person. And then very importantly, how would you relate to God when we come into His presence? How do we, what is our expectation in our prayers, in the way we, we approach Him? I felt specifically there may be some of us and some people out there that may feel far from God. Maybe you've, you don't feel like you have a relationship with Him. Maybe you, you have been closer to Him in the past, but right now you feel far from Him. Maybe you, you pray those prayers almost like a shot in the dark, hoping that there's somebody out there. Maybe hoping that somebody will hear. I want to encourage you. I feel God is saying, if you only knew how much He loves you, if you only knew His heart for you, if you only knew who you are praying to, you would ask different things. You would ask for the most important things. And I feel He's inviting so many of us again to this morning to ask for living water. The way that Jesus said to that lady, if you knew who I was, you would be asking for living water. And I want to say to you, if you've not done this, if you've not asked God, if you've not if you've not called on Him as Savior, then He's inviting you to do that today. I want to say yes. Do call on His name as healer. Yes, do call on His name as provider. He does provide. Yes, call on His name as the one who calls. He heals all our diseases. Call on His name as the one who delivers us. Delivers us. The one who gives us joy for mourning. The one who puts us. Give us a garment of praise for heaviness. Call on His name as the one who lifts 
the lifter of our heads, call on his name as, as our protector and our, and, our, and our deliverer, as our comforter, as our helper. But I want to say also, and very critically, call on his name as Savior. Call on his name as Lord and King. And if you haven't done this before, I want to challenge you that this morning he's inviting you not only to call on his name for your need, but to call on his name for the gift of eternal life. That he has purchased for you through the blood of Jesus. Call on his name. Repent of your sin. Turn away from your own way. And choose to follow him as Lord. He's inviting us this morning again. To turn towards him. He's inviting us again to accept his gift of salvation through the blood of Jesus. He's inviting us to call on his name for that living water. I want us to take a moment to pray. And um, I want to encourage you. If you have not yet called on the name of the Lord for salvation, if you have not prayed, or even if you have in the past, but right now you are not right with Him, He's, he's, he's I believe He's inviting you. He's saying, my child, I have so much in store for you. And most importantly, I have eternal life in store for you. I want to encourage you to pray with us right now. Father God, we thank you for your love, your love that you've so powerfully demonstrated through the blood of Jesus. And Lord, and we repent of ways that we have engaged with those around us, Lord, and that dishonors you and that we have engaged with those around us, that, that we miss out on so much of the blessing and the reward that you have for us. And we also, Lord, we just humbly come here, so we ask, Lord, we say we're sorry if we become familiar with you, if we if you've, we've approached you in a way that doesn't honor you, in a way that that is making light of who you are, and that is also just we've missed out on so much. If we only knew how great you are, Lord, and how wonderful you are. So this morning we humbly come, Lord, we ask that you take off the scales from our eyes, Lord, take off the blindfolds, help us to see you, help us to see you for who you are, Lord, help us that as we approach you, Lord, that we would experience your glory and your presence, Lord, that we would, yes, that we would ask you the, the things that really matter, Lord. So on the name of Jesus, I pray for every person right now for a boldness to ask for the greatest gift, the gift of salvation. And like, if that's you, just pray with me right now. Lord, we, we, I humble my heart to you in the name. I humble my heart before you in the name of Jesus. I repent of my sin. I acknowledge that I cannot save myself. And I, and I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you've raised him from the dead. And I choose today to follow you, Lord, as King and Savior. I choose to yield my life into your hands. I choose to call you King and Lord and to follow you, Lord. Let your kingdom come in my life, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. If, um, thank you so much for your time this morning. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, or if, if you feel you want to make right with God, and you want to connect with Him, and you'd like for somebody to pray with you, or 
even just to encourage you in this, I want to encourage you to use the link in the description of the video and to connect with us, send us your details. We'd love to spend some time with you. Even if you just need somebody to pray with you, even if you have a prayer need of some kind, we'd love to be able to pray with you. I trust that this word will bear good fruit in our lives this week. God bless you. Hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.